Hey there, hi there, ho there, hello there, and welcome back to another exciting edition of the Cardinal Couple Radio Hour podcast, where we discuss the joy and excitement of U of L women's athletics. Some very exciting things go on for the Cards women's athletic squads this week. As we have basketball underway now, we had some nice wins in field hockey and also in of course, volleyball, and we'll get into all that a little bit more as we go through the show, but we've got a house of four in here today. Jared is entertaining his in-laws, uh, who came up from South Carolina, so he's unable to join us on the broadcast today, but we've got Case, we've got Daryl, we got Jeff, and me, me Polly, so we should have a fun show with it today and discuss a lot of things. Uh, let's go ahead and start it out with Daryl. Daryl, what is going on, girl? I haven't heard in here in a couple weeks. How you been? I'm good today, other than the fact that the coffee maker is no longer in use, and I haven't had any of that today, so we've got uh, an adventure to go on after the show today. Wait, you, you, you haven't had great. coffee? You haven't had coffee, and you're no. saying you're good? What's wrong with this? <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's a, it's a fake face I'm putting on there, Jeff. It's why you keep one of those little eight-ounce jars up in the cabinet. It's called instant. Ugh. Oh, gross. <laughs> it, it, it's, it, it comes through in an emergency, kids, let me tell you. Emergency, for sure. It's got that magic ingredient, caffeine, that you need. But uh, And while you're looking for new coffee machines, take a look at the bun. They're great units. Buns are great. Just my tip to you. Jeff in the house. Jeff has been playing Mr. <laughs> Mr. Tech this morning here. Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you I not hear me? A little bit on the struggle bus. Uh, for some reason, like both my headset and my microphone didn't seem to be working correctly. They're kind of independent setups, but they both kind of failed on me this morning because I was scrambling at the last minute to try and get it all working. So this is why we started a couple minutes late. <laughs> Sorry about that. The choice of, uh, of windows and sound settings. Oh no, I'm not on Windows. I'm oh Linux. right, yeah, Linux. Yeah, so which is you know equally challenging, but just in different ways. I, I unplugged my microphone from my computer to use it for something for uh, on my work computer yeah. the other day, and uh, when I was when I was signing in this morning, I was like, please just work, please don't, please don't do anything <laughs> weird. Yeah, you, you, so much as breathe on something, you got to go through a whole rigor of moral yeah. to get everything working correctly again. It's like, ugh. Back in the COVID days when we were doing things like press conferences with Jeff Walls via Skype and stuff like that, ridiculous ways to get in touch with the coach and everything. And so you would have like four or five people on there. And you had the option for your picture to be shown or not, the coach, because the coach's picture was always on there talking with you. And so I decided to let my picture be shown one time. I had just gotten my headset with my microphone and everything. And I think it was Eric Crawford or somebody goes, well, Paul, you look like you're getting ready to go up in outer space. Because <laughs> <laughs> I guess I did look like one of those old astronauts, you know, with the, the headset on and everything, and I was uh, looking all serious into the screen. And So uh, I just started singing ground control to Major Toms, and uh, he was the only one who got it. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. I mean, my headset, I mean, it's kind of cool. It's got, like, multicolor shifting LEDs on it, so. That makes it sound better, right? It's got a psychedelic effect, too, right? Yeah. RGB yeah. makes everything better. <laughs> yeah, they do, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, yeah, at least you got that going for you. If nothing else, then. Yeah. Case, what else is going on, man, in this world? Well, not much. You know, it's uh, gotten cold all of a sudden, which is unpleasant. Uh, I have a coworker who moved from Pittsburgh. Um, he asked me earlier this week. So, was that one week of cold that we had? Uh, what it's going to be, and then it's just like this now, because it was in the 70s. And I was like, uh, no, it's not. This is the last time it will be warm, actually, uh, until you pray for the sun later in March. So, good luck. <laughs> Pittsburgh is, is known for two things. One of all bridges everywhere. I mean, they have bridges over, like, the darndest things I've ever seen. But they got yeah. bridges everywhere up there. And it was in Pittsburgh. Where I learned that you could get a bag of Fritos and dump a scoop of chili in them and have a very good meal. It's a walking taco. You learned that in Pittsburgh? Yes. Hmm. I was at tailgating and these guys were walking around and they were holding these bags of Fritos and they were eating out of them with spoons. And I thought that weird. So I went up and talked to them. They when said, I learned well, you Pitt- dump the chili in here and then oh. you eat it. And it's great. I, I can see that. What I learned in Pittsburgh is that some cities can't figure out how to build roads straight. <laughs> That's true. They've got pretty I interesting mean, structures. They do have a lot of hills to deal with, so I'll, I'll give them that. But yeah, still. Ugh. But they, so, and in, in the event that now that we're conference members with them and everything, we see a lot more Pittsburgh than yeah. we used to. Now? Yeah, we were also we were also conference members with them in the Big East. There were times that we were not conference members with them, sir. If you remember the AAC? Well, yes, for the one. They year were not that, in the AAC for the so for, for the one year that we were left in the cold of the AAC. Yeah. Do you remember the Metro Conference, sir? Uh, no, well, that's actually that was <laughs> quite a while ago, Paul. <laughs> I don't think uh, they weren't in the CUSA, were they? Uh, I don't think they were. No, they were so. a Big East team then. They were Big East and uh, Big East ACC because we played them one time up there when they were in the Big East, and we were still uh, in the CUSA, and they were talking about going to the ACC, but they hadn't done it yet. And I remember thinking, why would they want to leave a great conference like the Big East to go to the ACC? Well, now we get the answer all these years later. Big East ain't much anymore. ACC is pretty good. We have to have some fun with today's show. As we like to do, we will go through some scheduling that we've got going on. And I'm going to leave X information up to case whether he wants to do that or not. Because, uh, yeah, your call, buddy. Uh, you know, we'll do our best. Um, I actually signed into Facebook for the first time in a very long time today. Um, to, to get the photo for the article. Uh, as for the schedule, though, uh, today, a rare Saturday where there are no events since football played on Thursday night. Uh, tomorrow, though, it's pretty busy. Rowing is in Charlottesville for the Ravana Romp event uh, hosted by the Cavaliers of Virginia. Um, volleyball taking on North Carolina at 1 p.m. That one is in uh, LNN FCU Arena, and we'll be on ACC Network Extra. The field hockey team continues their national 
championship run uh, attempt for that when they're taking on Northwestern in a rematch. Uh, Cards won that game one to nothing earlier this season. Uh, that is at 2 p.m. in Evanston. It will be on Big Ten Plus, so a uh, paid streaming service there if you want to tune in. Women's basketball taking on DePaul. That one's on ACC Network proper. That is at 4 p.m. in the KFC Yum Center tomorrow. Monday, Tuesday are empty. Uh, men's basketball continues whatever they're calling a season so far. On Wednesday, they're taking on Coppin State. Maybe they can win that one. It, it's pretty bad that we, we've started. Look, last night was it was sour. Okay, so that's where I am. Um, <laughs> Thursday, uh, swimming taking on Ohio State in a one-on-one -on -one, uh, meet up there in Columbus. Uh, diving is at the IUPUI Diving Invitational uh, Thursday through Saturday. And women's basketball will take on Bellarmine at home on Thursday at 7 p.m. That one will be streaming on ACC Network Extra. Friday, swimming uh, continues at Columbus. And that gets us to Saturday... Um, I don't think anybody from UofL is participating in the cross-country championships based on what I saw today. Um, so anything after that would be after we after we air on Saturday. Um, big one there being the volleyball match against Pittsburgh. Um, social media, I'm best case scenario, BST case scenario. Polly is at Cardinal Couple. Jeff is at Card Couple Radio. Daryl's at Daryl Faust 4. And Jared is at Mr. Anderson Jared. Uh, That'll get you through it. And that's all I got, Paul. And that's what you had. And you did it quite well, sir. Had the chance to uh, get down to talk to Matt Paris the other day on campus. As you unfamiliar with Matt, he is the actual SID for a couple of the sports that we cover, women's soccer and also women's basketball. And the nature of my visit was to secure a couple of things I wanted to See if I can still get my parking for underneath the Yum Center this year. I go into Third Street Garage and park there, and was able to do that. And for the fourth straight year, they've changed the way that you get in there. U of L never standing still. They gave you individual tickets one year for you, and if you wanted to park down there, you presented your ticket to the nice little ladies. Over there at the Third Street entrance, one year they had you in Cards Pass. Cards Pass, a device that you have on your phone that you can show people you're going into the football game or the basketball game, I suppose. I don't know, because I don't have either of those tickets anymore. They also put my parking on Cards Pass. I would assume, do they use it, Jeff, for volleyball still? Or I don't know. Uh, they use it for volleyball tickets, but not for volleyball parking passes. They do use it for women's basketball parking passes. Okay. Well, they don't anymore. Well, they do for me. <laughs> Mine is. Oh, well, okay, for media. Uh, well, yeah, you don't have not for media, maybe, but yeah. Uh, they gave me one of those hanging placards this year, which looks a lot like uh, if, for example, you have a handicapped driver's license and you Hang it from the inside of your window. One of those blue ones that look around the rearview mirror. They now have this in the form for University of Louisville media coverage in the KFC Yum Center. 
Yeah, which is like the parking passes for volleyball at times. So yeah. Okay. I kind of like the idea. It's yeah. It's, it's it, it can be easier. I mean, they're they're all fine. I just wish I'd stick to one. <laughs> that would be the key and the, the moral of the story is yeah. maybe they've found a home now. Yeah, it'd be nice if they just stuck with one way of doing it, yeah. And uh, I did uh, talk Daryl at length with him, too. You are secured again, once again, for Witherspoon Garage. So if you'll be able to do that when you come down to the games. Awesome. Thank you. Looking forward to that. I think we got one next week. <clears throat> I believe we do, yeah, because you, you're going to be with me on the weeknight games. Yeah. So. And Sonny will be in for the weekend games, but I'm sure you'll still be out there probably just uh, doing other things. Or, But if there's a seat down with us, come down and sit with us for sure. Uh, and then we'll talk about things further down the road if they develop or you may possibly be doing uh, a lot of coverage in my absence. But we'll see about that. But uh, the cards, as we mentioned, are one game in. And, you know, they've been missed. A lot of people talking back and forth on that. I we'll get into that a little bit later on. So what we do want to talk about is the women's basketball team and defeating Cincinnati a seventy seven fifty nine win over the Bearcats. This took place Monday night. Uh it was actually Jared who wrote the article to Cardinal Couple about it, and I do recommend that you read Cardinal Couple every day and go back and read his article. He, of course, not with us today, having relatives in town. But today, uh, the cars went up there to Fifth Third Arena. Uh, got a nice boost from a couple of our readers since we didn't have a photographer up there. We had one of uh, our readers and a fan of Cardinal Women's Basketball take photos and send them to me. Oh, that that's, nice? Nice. that's very nice. And if you look at the Tuesday article, Daryl, you will see Karen Nolan's photos there. So I wanted to give her a shout out for doing that. It was very nice of her to do so. But, you know, kids, I'll take an 18 point win for the season opener. I have no problem with it. Not bad. <laughs> yeah, not, not too shabby. Yeah. Uh, it was one of those things where. Um, I believe that one was at six, and then the men's game started at seven, uh, if I remember correctly. So, uh, yeah, got the update of Louisville losing to Cincinnati, fifteen to fourteen, after the first quarter, which was suboptimal, um, and then got the update that they were ahead by quite a bit at halftime, which was <laughs> much better. So, um, third and fourth quarter, second half. Um, fairly even. Louisville won the, the second half by just four, but 22-7 to seven second quarter uh, really put it away for Louisville and good to, to jump out ahead uh, early in that second after, you know, a s not a great start um, trailing 15-14 after the first quarter and and put a stamp on that game and, and kind of hold from there. Go ahead, Daryl. Yeah, I was going to say, I think about for this one and um, the first quarter and just this team trying to get their feet under them and figure out who's going to be the leader vocally um, and then also offensively. 
Um, the names that obviously will stand out will be Olivia or Marissa Russell for me as being the leader of this team. But it did take a little bit for for them to sync up and get some some offense going. Um, but like you said, uh, that big second quarter really put it away for them, and it never really was in, in danger after that. We kind of started out slow with the – they actually sco- – Went on a seven over run to take an early lead, like seven to two or something, but the Bearcats came right back with a seven over run of their own to go up fifteen fourteen and to close out the opening quarter uh quarter and we were being a little tentative. I think we were being a little bit unsure of what exactly Wall was wanted when we were doing offensive sets and such. But uh in the time that passed between the first and second quarter, I think Mr. Walls made abundantly clear what he wanted. Uh, Louisville jumping out and scoring the next eight points to start the quarter. And that's not uncommon for Louisville women's basketball early season, right? I mean, that's been kind of the tradition over the years. But And, and you're, you're true in that aspect, and when you multiply that by the a yeah. number of new players that are on the yeah. squad this year. Okay. I think out of last year, when you take a look at it, and the starters that we had, we only got one back. Yeah, definitely magnified, magnifies that problem for sure. Yeah. But all experienced ball players, though, at different teams and different leagues and conferences and know the game, it was just learning each other is mm-hmm. one of the things that. I think is going to be one of the big tests the Wolves had this year. It's it's not a lack of talent. It's getting the talent to all play together and play winning basketball. Yeah, agreed. And so And your your two leading scorers for that one were two two new players for the cards. So um once I think the two teams or the U of L gets some more games under their belt and um, those shots will be start to fall more. The three pointers by Sydney Taylor and Jay, Jada Curry. I mean, two of seven and two of five. Give each of those one or two more, and and that score is going to be a little more intimidating. Uh, it will be. It won't be seventy seven fifty nine. It'll be ninety seven fifty nine. And if you look back at what each one of those did in their own leagues prior to getting to Louisville, no, Sydney Taylor was lights out up at UMass the three-point range. And it was con- consistently, I think, one of the leaders in their conference up there and definitely the leader on their team mm-hmm. in taking the three and making the three. How will that translate at the ACC play, Daryl? Right. And she had the most time on the floor out of the rest of the team, um, probably due to some foul trouble for Olivia Um or else she'd probably spend more time on the floor as well. But uh, just like you said, once they get to learn each other more and and know where each other's going to be and find their spots and their rhythm, um, those shots are going to fall, and uh, it might be a little scary for the opponents. Once we get to the ACC play, I'd love to see – we've got so much, you know, non-conference play ahead of us, guys, that it's kind of hard to uh, see where we'll be when conference play comes because conference, you know, these teams in our conference, they're not easy. So we got to get these wins in the non-conference play and get this team rolling. That way when, you know, we get the Virginia Techs and the 
the North Carolinas and what have you, that we are ready to, to be lights out. I'm so glad to see you. Our first look at the elf. Now, what do I mean by the elf? No, not a little green thing right in there and doing <laughs> things on the court and on the sidelines or stuff like that. It's the nickname we kind of came up for one of Louisville's new players who came over to us and it, uh, kind of said, you know, I like it in this paint here and underneath here. And I think I want to play here a lot, Coach. Uh, I was very impressed with her first outing game. Me yeah. too. Yeah, she needed to um, uh, Elif Istanbul Oglu is who, uh, who Polly's talking about here. Um, just so that we can get that out there. She needed to, to be effective. Um, she got 21 minutes uh, as a true freshman, which is impressive. Uh, Nyla Harris, um, who started in the front court with Olivia Cochran, uh, fouled out um, with only 16 minutes played. So um, Elif was on the floor a lot, surprisingly, uh, maybe. Uh, getting more time over uh, Lexi Mobley and, and HVS. Kenny Van Schaik, um, who only played a total of 10 minutes between the two of them. But she performed well. She was uh, 3 of 4 from the free throw line, 2 of 3 from the floor. Finished with 7 points, 3 rebounds. Um, 3 fouls, 3 turnovers, but also a block and a, and a steal. So um, she w is one of the players, maybe the only player, that didn't participate in Global Jam, so is a very fresh face to this team, um, while the rest of the players have, have gotten some time to play together, and it's good to see her in her first official performance with UofL um, come out and, and do pretty well. I think that some of the skills that she distributed were obviously honed upon and built upon her time playing in Turkey, Turkey with the, the various national teams, playing against international competition, things of that nature. Plus, she just seems to have a very, very sound basketball mind. Okay, she's not like your typical freshman who sometimes gets a little deer-eyed, you know, when they're looking at the big crowds and the bright lights and everything and the, the action. Hell, this is a lot faster than I was used to it. You know, at, at Dave's High School, uh, she came in ready. She was, came in tested. She came in good to go, Jeff. And I expect to see a lot more of her. Yeah, uh, and I'm, you know, I didn't get to watch this one uh, visually because it was on ESPN Plus, and I don't have that. But uh, certainly, the uh, her performance was uh, was very good for a very new face, as Case pointed out, newer than even the other six new faces. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's exciting to see. We've we've had a fairly good success over the years with international players and. Um, you know, it's it's great to see that tradition continues of, of welcoming welcoming them in, um, giving them a, a place that they can be and be a, be part of a good team together. So uh, it's exciting to see, um, and I'm I'm hopeful to see for what she's going to produce in the future. Well, a nice win for the cards. Uh... He did a Fred report on this and gave it a straight out Fred, all capital letters. Eh. <laughs> I don't know if I would have. <laughs> uh, e, uh, e, e might have struggled a little bit, you think? Yeah, the effort and efficiency. I mean, you know, we, uh, <laughs> we didn't shoot 
dad pad uh, from three point range. I guess you like twenty nine percent as a, a mark. I like to see it usually over thirty, but yeah, that's close enough. Okay, uh, you know, one thing we did well is we got points off turnovers, but that's more defensive category, not efficiency. Okay, unless if you want to call it defensive efficiency, that still goes under defense. <laughs> uh, it, I'm sorry, it does. Uh, but making layups is something, especially with Olivia Cochran. Am I wrong on this? But did it seem like every time Olivia was trying to shoot from two feet in, she would brick it off the backboard or bounce it off the rim for the longest time in that game? She was only two of eight from the floor, so the yeah. the stats would support the eye test there, I think. It's, it's got to be those rims in Cincinnati. It's got to be the Cincinnati rims. Kenny, loosen the rims at U.S. <laughs> Bank Arena. Totally Fifth third there. arena. Sorry, get up they there. They need someone named Kenny to loosen the rims. Kenny. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the Fifth Third Bank Arena up there is obviously – they didn't make their deposit on time and did not get the rims loosened like they were supposed to. Apparently. Fifth Third can be a stickler for things like that. I found that over the years. <laughs> The cards are getting a nice win. Uh, you, know, you, you you get your you takes your chances when you listen to another crew call game at ESPN Plus. Although you know, it was a Cincinnati-based announcing group, don't get me wrong here. Okay, they were definitely cheering their every move that the Bearcats made and wondering how Louisville was able to get away with things and stuff of that nature. And you just after a while, you just get to the point where you're kind of like, eh, you know. They got their viewpoint. I wish they'd shut up, though. <laughs> I mean, the, our men's team has had, uh, actually, I'm not going to name them, has had some some guys calling the games that uh, I think p- people could say the exact same about the, our recent broadcasts. But yeah, the the, the local uh, the locally streamed games I think are always a struggle. So yeah, and and it can be, and I'm sure that. Well, I, I'll go back a couple years ago when. Uh, we had a volleyball announcing crew that I wasn't real happy about here at Louisville, <laughs> but those days have changed, and I think we have a fine crew in there now. And the color commentary. And no more squeaks and oops and ox. So that's good. Uh, other things that have happened before we get into some of the major things we're going to talk about today, we did have a signing day. We've got an announcement from a lot of nice teams here, gang. Uh I'm kind of just looking through it, everything here, and women's basketball probably got one of the biggest ones that I was expecting to come on board, and that's in Tayana Roberts, who's a 5'10 guard out of San Diego, and she is quick, and she is accurate, and she is, uh, I'm trying to think of a guard I could describe her that we've had here over the last 10, gosh, uh, And her quickness, and some of y'all may remember how fast Brianna Jackson was. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> She's got Brianna Jackson speed. Oof. Yeah. And her shooting, if you remember Erica Carter. Was Erica's... L- late Erica Carter, not early. Yeah, Erica not Carter. the freshman Erica Carter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who was old for season from the three point line? Yeah, she did but, shoot uh, early in her career, but uh, yeah, she, yeah. This, this is Jeff Wallace will tell you. I love shooters. I prefer makers. Yeah. Okay, which are you? Uh, <laughs> that 
we got her out of San Diego. You're going to like this young lady quite a bit, y'all. But, uh, so, other, you know, soccer signed eight, mm-hmm. which indicates that, uh, obviously, the, the coaching staff down there has identified the fact that they need some scoring. Okay? Mm-hmm. We think they have, but only two of the eight that they signed, though, are forwards. Well, that's okay. They're really good at playing players out of position. Well, uh, yeah, yes, that we are. And uh, as Jeff Snarkley showed us, they are still checking out Haley Van Liss Old Grounds to bring in recruits to Louisville. Yeah. Soccer signed one from Wenatchee, Washington. I yeah, you know. Trying to accomplish here. Okay, whatever. You know, I'm. You know, I'm fine with it. There's nothing inherent about that city that's bad. It's, it's, I'll oh, it's a beautiful city. Yeah. yeah. It's town. the capital capital of New York. <laughs> yeah, of, town. Uh, excuse me, Washington. The capital capital. It's not the only uh, not the only player from Washington that they um, got a commitment or uh, an L- NLI. Um, yeah. From as well with uh, Brooklyn Lee, a defender from Tacoma. <laughs> a tall yeah, defender. They sure. signed two tall defenders. Grace Maddox is five uh, nine from Georgia, and Brooklyn Lee's five eight. So um, <laughs> maybe they'll have some people back there that tall. head head the ball away from. Not tall for a tall for soccer. Tall for <laughs> a, tall for a, a women's soccer player. Yeah, yeah. It's just just the just that that difference in perspective between sports. You know, um, I'm so used to volleyball and basketball. Five nine. Charity Looper's five nine, right? She's one of the shortest right. players on the team. <laughs> yeah, she's she's. Way undersized as a hitter in yeah. general, so yeah. Yeah, so ending up getting a girl from Louisville Assumption to play soccer. You don't see many soccer players from Assumption make the Cardinal squads. And a lot, a lot of other sports you do. It's just interesting because, you know, they've had a decent soccer team. but Oh, know, yeah. You know. But uh, Anna Grace, a lot of people refer to her as A.G., in the mm-hmm. high school community, AG is now CARDS. So there you go. That works. But uh, we'll move on into some of the things I know that Jill want to kind of get into right. today and talk can about we, a little can bit. We, can we talk volleyball signing real quick? I got oh, a tidbit Jeff on that, to, too. Well, okay, we can, we can do that. Yes. Yeah. Well, so volleyball sign three. They're all outside hitters, all outside hitters. Uh, Ava Utterback out of uh, up in Indiana somewhere. Uh, Peyton Peterson out of Iowa and uh, Nayel Caballo out of uh, Florida. Um, the same day that signing was, ABCA put out their high school All American uh, teams, all All American teams, and first team All American had two of those three on there. Nayel Caballo and uh, Peyton Peterson were both ABCA high school All American first team on the same day that their NLIs came into Louisville. So. Exciting stuff ahead for volleyball there. Yeah. Is, is that good or something? Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I saw that come out and I went, oh, DBK just reloaded. Yeah. That was going to be the kind of question I was going to lead into. Is this on par with our normal stellar recruiting classes? Uh, it, it, it may be better than normal. Um, wow. I mean, her recruiting classes have been pretty good, but this one, you know, it's not, it's obviously not the biggest class, uh, but it's certainly, uh, certainly some very quality players in it. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. 
And as far as we can tell, Ava Utterback is not related to Scott Utterback, the photographer that we all know and love. Have you asked him? So, I did. Okay. Yeah. And 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 he he kind of responded the same way. He says, as far as I know, we're not related. So, yeah. I think that's as mo uh, as good as we're going to get. Yeah. <laughs> I certainly hope that her quality of playing is as good as Scott's photos are. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a nice thing to see. Yep. Uh, but definitely some stuff that's been going on as of recent. And then the big one is, uh, we're in the NCAA, we're in the NCAA, and we're advancing. How about that? Mm -hmm. What sport am I talking about? Quick, who am I talking about? Women's soccer. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. Nice kid. Uh, well, uh, they carry sticks. Volleyball's not there yet, but probably will be. But, uh, yeah, so. They carry sticks, and they play a trigger. Oh, Come yeah. on, gang. Help oh, me out oh, here. Oh, oh. Field hockey. Yes. <laughs> and a revenge win. Yeah. That, that was insane. Was uh, I watched this thing, and I was thinking to myself, my God, these two teams are going at each other tooth and nail. How are we going to win this thing? We did it, though, Daryl. Oh, my gosh. I didn't get to get eyes on it at the beginning. I was at work, but uh, the way it finished and following the group chat, um, so awesome to see them get revenge on the squad because that was a scary squad. And uh, the way that it happened, of course, Amy Plum. Wow. Just yeah. and. Watching Iowa deflate and hit the ground, and they knew it. Like, this is it. And we're finally on the side, guys, where it's not us being deflated and, and sent home packing, and they get to stay, and they, they put out a major team. Like, they, they sent them home, and wow, just so happy for them. And I think they said, what, this Elite Eight now? Yes, because there's only 16. After the way they finished the season – um, and to, to move on to the Elite Eight and put out a team like Iowa after, um, I think, the big, the first matchup this season, it, w it wasn't really close. The, the score may have looked like it was close, but it was kind of just out of their reach the whole time. And I think Jared mentioned how much he hates the, the golden goal overtime. Yeah. Uh, way it's going to be on, on his grave. Uh, yeah. God, on, on his tombstone. I put, I put it in That's an article. Hilarious. It's the official stance of Cardinal Couple today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we we hate Golden Gold. Uh yeah. beloved father, you know, husband, da 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 hated Golden hated Gold. Golden Gold. Anderson. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I would him. I would say that's one of his things. So yes, I agree. <laughs> uh but, and it for for it to be U of L to to come out on the good side of that and get that payback and, and put them out. Just so happy for the squad after the way they finished the season to, to get a signature win and move on in the tournament. It's just great. We, we can't talk too much about revenge and hype it up too much. Since I, know, we, we I are, know. We are on the wrong side of the revenge. That uh, ends today. To, that combo tomorrow. ends today. <laughs> yeah, because tomorrow... Be know, a little scary, uh, yeah. The Northwestern still kind of is sparting a little bit about us beating them in the first game of the season. They wouldn't, they wouldn't be bitter about it at all or anything, right? <laughs> and they, <laughs> they, they lost other games Went in their year? next 19 straight. Oh, no. Right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like... You guys are undefeated, right? Oh, no, you played Louisville early and they mm. beat you. Ugh. Yikes. So, I wouldn't think that 
Justine Sari <laughs> is held in great esteem up there in Evanston right now. But if they knew Coach, how could they not love her? Right? Come on, y'all. She's, she's very passionate. She Got is indeed a better team. Mm-hmm. And hockey. Yes. And as she likes to call it, a hockey. So we're going <laughs> to give him a go now. And they go ahead and give him a go. But it was, uh, first of all, Neem Gowan, who had not scored all season and had not scored since she came here from Princeton, got the goal to tie this thing midway through the third quarter. Okay. It was just right there. Tapped it right in. Uh, it went to the first overtime. And let's face it, you know, the, the, the overtimes, we all hate them and everything. But in the second over, overtime, we got lucky uh, with Amy Plum, with Minna Tremonti, and all of a sudden just a, a key tip that went into the net. One team wins, the other team loses. I think, and you all, I think Louisville dominated this match. They just couldn't score. Yeah, this would have been a disappointing one to lose. Uh, and it's one of the reasons that Golden Goal is so frustrating. Louisville had as many shots on goal as, as Iowa had shots in general. Um, Iowa had one shot on goal, and it, it happened to go in uh, in the second quarter. And so if you if you play that well, um, that they won that four corners to Iowa's two, um, when you're winning a game so handily um, and holding strong possession – and you just can't find a goal, and then you go to overtime and potentially lose uh, immediately just because of a lucky goal, it would be extremely frustrating. So very good for Louisville to not <laughs> experience that frustration. Um, crazy to hold Iowa without a shot for 40 minutes um, over the remainder of the, the game after, this, after their last shot in the third quarter. And... Uh, Equally impressive by Iowa to not let Louisville shoot for about 20-something. Um, or more than that, even, uh, through the through the fourth quarter um, and into overtime. So it was very tight all through the fourth quarter in the tied game. And then it uh, gets even tighter, obviously, when the next goal wins uh, in in overtime. And uh, Louisville able to, to weather, weather the storm. They've played a number of overtime games this season. Uh and it's just it's good like daryl mentioned earlier the way this team finished the season uh iowa was part of their four game losing streak um gave them their first loss of the season at home and just to be able to recover uh win those two games against boston college that may have been what put them in the tournament uh and then come back and and get a win over a big 10 team on the road in the cold you can tell from the the interview that they did um all the players look like they're freezing. Um, Coach Sowery has her her big puffball toboggan on. And uh, to be able to do that and, and now get another chance to, to take on Northwestern and wouldn't it be something to start and end Northwestern's season with uh, a lot or with a win in Evanston. Yeah, with their only losses. Yeah, only losses, them, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we probably wouldn't be welcome, you know, up in Evanston yeah. or something like that. Good, we don't want to play there anymore anyway. <laughs> yeah, at least we don't play them in much in anything else. You know, that's good. But occasionally in some other sports, but not very often. But, of course, yeah. in field hockey, given the nature of the sport and everything, yeah, you know, you play the best. And, uh, 
this was on the Big Ten Plus, as we mentioned earlier. I get it. Okay, you're playing at a Big Ten school. The Big Ten school is in the, in the tournament. And there's another Big Ten school playing as well. So why not put it on Big Ten Plus? But good God, could they not come up with an announcing crew that knew the game? <laughs> this is horrible. In fact, it, it got so bad, they dropped the girl on the broadcast for the overtime. Wow. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if she just, you know, just said, hey, I got to go take a poop. See you she later. Should have conflict, yeah. Should have go somewhere else. Yeah, I got this thing. Uh, we'll see you later. And so they left the poor guy who even knew less about field hockey than she did there to call the play, the, the, the two you know, overtimes. And it's like me sitting here trying to explain nuclear fission to you. I would have no clue. Okay. But uh, in any event, uh, Louisville moves on. All five ACC teams move on, as we mentioned, into the grade eight. We get Northwestern up there tomorrow, 2 p.m., which is, uh, and Jeffrey, uh, did I see correctly where you are not going to go to volleyball to go to basketball instead and, and, and miss a volleyball game? Uh, half right. Uh, I will not be at either of them, actually. Uh, oh. I have a work trip that I have to leave for tomorrow morning, early tomorrow morning. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, I'm not happy about it because it's senior day for volleyball. But you know, I, I kind of I scheduled it myself, so it I have no one to work trip on a Sunday. Yeah, it's it's a conference that starts on Monday, so wow. yeah. So the folks over at the LNN Federal Credit Union will have no idea what to do with themselves. <laughs> How will so, anyone know to do the cards chant when the Yeah, so Shannon Rush has, Rush has assured me that she's going to lead it, but I don't know if the rest of the crowd will be aware of that and follow along as well, but hopefully. <laughs> yeah, you should have you should have advanced plans for that. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I, I told Shannon last week, last week two weeks ago maybe even that i wasn't going to be there I mean, if you had tryouts make sure she's the right one for it uh, yeah she's the right one for it <laughs> she's very enthusiastic so i know that you used to have jasmine jones come down and join you on her years ago yeah well yeah shannon is enthusiastic to the point of kind of embarrassing her daughter at times so yeah okay <laughs> very good he did make a codicil then very good yeah. sir but, uh, yeah, wow, what a match it was. And then after that, you know, we were kind of coming down from the glow of that and everything was fantastic and stuff like that. It turns out we're getting ready to play the Duke and a little bit of volleyball right after that. And Duke was a team that basically kind of looked at this as saying, we think we're a team that can play in the NCAA tournament. We really do. Yeah. I we think they're got close. Be, yeah, we've got yeah. to be able to show it, though. By putting on a good show against Louisville and maybe winning one or two of these sets, right? Yeah. Didn't they happen. Didn't win. But right. Jeff, they played us awfully tough. They really did. Uh they they uh they looked good. Uh the first set was a little lopsided. The other two were fairly close, actually. So um, you know, they credit to this team. Uh they they've hit the portals in the past. They've They've been fairly well coached. Uh, I think their biggest weak spot that I was able to identify was uh, uh, serve-receive uh, and passing. 
Um, and that shows up in the stats when it's what 10 to three in service aces on the stats. So, um, they could use a little work there, but, uh, it's, yeah, I mean, they're, they're a good team. I don't, I don't want to take anything away from them, but, um, Louisville came out and played, played the game that we knew they're capable of, which was just kind of a refrain for me and, and, uh, got the job done. One of the players that we don't mention a lot, but is still a very significant player on this team, Charity Looper. Charity Looper had herself a game yeah. against Duke. Yeah, we, uh, we don't mention her a lot, but a lot of other volleyball people do. She is, uh, she really has. Uh, she's she's come in, and uh, early on, I was a little suspect of her defensive play, but uh, she's tightened that up a lot and is really great. Uh, quality uh, contributor and six rotations, all six rotations. Um, and I, I commented on uh, in our group chat last night that uh, Louisville played the first set of the match last night without a substitution at all. Um, seven players for the whole set. Uh, so all of the players went full rotation, you know, Ico Jones in the back row and uh, Anna DeBeer played much better on her floor defense than she has been recently. Uh, she's kind of, you know, good to see her come back to that form. Uh, yeah, so it was good to see all of the players playing up to their potential all the way around the court, uh, which we've got a lot of that, so it was good to see. We also got a chance to see Anna DeBeer kind of remind everybody that she was still on the team yeah. and still able to do wonderful things. Uh, had a very nice hitting percentage. And also one of the things about Anna is, that, you know, Teams tend to try to, I think, steer away from her when they attack us because yeah. they know if it's a chance where she's going to be there. She's got some shots that will make them pay, including her cross-court guard shot and some of the other things she does. Uh, and so that's fine. That's good. And, well, we win. And now what is it? A three-way now, Ty, for yeah, first place to top the conference? Yeah, three-way because uh, just before we played, Pitt and Georgia Tech played, and they, they finished up right after we started, and uh, Pitt won that one in a fairly easy three over uh, – I'm not sorry, sorry, not Florida State, Georgia Tech. Uh, Pitt won that one pretty easily, so Georgia Tech got knocked out of that three-way tie, but Florida State, Pitt, and us are still there. Uh, we obviously still have to play uh, Pitt uh, in, a, in a week or so, and uh, two weeks, I guess – and next so Saturday. that'll eliminate that. Is it next Saturday? It is next Saturday. Mm -hmm. Goodness, it is. Okay, so a week. Um, glad to be there. So that should be fun. Uh, but uh, yeah, the, so that'll narrow down that, that tie a little bit more. Um, Florida State, like we talked about, has a pretty good chance of just kind of skating through with probably their best competition left in the season is Miami, who's I don't think is likely to beat them, but it's possible. Yeah, they they, uh, they lost the opportunity to beat them uh, at home, so now they'll have to do it on yeah. the road, which yeah. would be more difficult. Yep. Well, best of luck to volleyball as they continue on with their pursuits. I, and... I, I will say one thing about uh, about Florida State and the potential that they just drop one of these uh, random matches against Miami, North Carolina, or Notre Dame. They lost a set at Syracuse last night. Oof. So <laughs> that's a that's a thing that happened. 
Uh, yeah. Syracuse, as a reminder, 0 and 15 in conference. Uh, two and not good. two and twenty three on they the season. Went out for soft drinks, maybe uh, you know, got held up at the concession stand. Could make change. I don't know something. Maybe Syracuse maybe. has won three sets in conference. Oh, they gosh. took one off of Wake Forest, one off of Virginia, and now one off of Florida State. So, ouch! That's yeah. That that is not a good team right now. Uh, you know. I, I hate to speak in a way that sounds a bit disrespectful of another team, but they're just not very good right now. I oh, don't know how else to say it. Of their 23 losses, 20 of them are sweeps. Yeah. It's not resume building material, kids. Yeah. No, it no. isn't. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, moving on, certainly a fun end of the volleyball regular season lined up. Of course, there is no conference tournament in ACC volleyball so you get what you get at the end of the regular season mm-hmm. uh, basketball unless we forget does play again tomorrow their second game of the year and Daryl they're bringing in our old buddy Dougie and he's coming in from DePaul <laughs> oh, I have so many random DePaul memories <laughs> some bad some good but I'll never forget that one in 2010. I'm pretty sure where the cards lost by a point Ugh. in the postseason. Yeah, <clears throat> that one. That one stings. That one. Uh, that was probably the loss that like catapulted this program to the next level. Mm. Because I don't remember the cards not being a favorite or um, um, not uh, excelling in the postseason after that early round loss we all have well at least you've got a good memory of them i've got a couple of good <laughs> memories of them uh, <laughs> I, 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 I am a doug bruno fan. yeah i am a big doug bruno fan and yes he's a fantastic coach had some great talks with him you know yeah. before and after games and found out that his tie collection that he oh, has epic it's a grateful dead collection yeah ties that were designed by jerry garcia and jerry garcia's wife now he wears the institutionalized you know blue shirts all the time or the white shirts with the depaul logo stamped on them and you expect to see a prisoner number on the back of most of them but <laughs> no it's not but he does wear a tie with them and they're grateful dead ties so it just so happened i was at a flea market a few years ago just kind of walking around yaddy don it was a dull afternoon and started looking at ties and i looked at this really colorful one i'm like wow this is a great looking tie i wonder if this is a garcia tie so i looked on the back and it sure was well the person that had it in their booth had no clue and had it in a bunch of ties for a dollar each Pick out a tie for a dollar. Nice. I picked that son of a bitch out. <laughs> <Yeah>. I <laughs> gave him a dollar. We all, we all, we all thought Paul was going to talk about how he, out of the kindness of his heart, told this person how much it was worth and gave them two dollars <laughs> yeah. instead of one dollar. But no, nah, not going to happen, Charlie. And so then, what I did though, to show the kindness I was, I told Doug Bruno about it the next time I saw him, <laughs> and his eyes got wide. He said, you found a Garcia tie for a dollar? 
I said, here's the catch, Dustin. I don't wear ties anymore. The last time I wore a tie was unfortunately to attend somebody's uh, funeral showing. Okay. I just don't do it. I'd be happy to send it to you. Would you like to have the tie? His eyes got even wider. Yeah, imagine. And so that's what I did. Out of the kindness of my heart, I sent him my Jerry Garcia tie. Now, whether he wears it or not, when he's down there in the tomorrow, I don't know. You don't know. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. But we'll chat before the game, and I'll be excited to see him post game. Let's just hope we can beat this team, huh? Come on. Let's just hope we can beat this team. Yeah, it's early season, so you never know what's going to show up on the court. But, uh, you know, we've got the talent. So I, I think we do, and I don't know if they have the center that can maybe compete with Olivia. But I know they've got some very good players around the perimeter of the center. So mm-hmm. it should be fun. <laughs> Doug Bruno have a good shooting team. You don't say. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of his call nice. mark, right? <laughs> and he's you know he's he's been coaching thirty eight years now. I think if I read it correctly. Just think about that. That's older than some of you all are. You know, <laughs> incredible. And he so, still keeps it. Yeah. <laughs> keeps coming back year after year. Still does it. Uh. Other things we may want to talk about real quickly before we get on out of here. Maybe we should just pay a little due tribute to the fact that it is Veterans Day today. And uh, Case put a nice little article in there about Veterans Day. And I think we all maybe might have some Veterans Day stories we can share. Uh, Case, why don't you go ahead and start with yours and then I'll follow it up and then we'll we'll move on. Yeah, I'll just uh, kind of reiterate what, what mine was um, about my grandfather being a Coast Guard veteran. Um, in World War II, uh, Butler always had a very nice Veterans Day program at my high school, and he was always the only Coast Guard veteran attendee because of some weird quirks with how veteran status works or worked. I, I was really struggling to, with Googling it today to determine uh, what the, the rule is now, but at the time um, was the only Coast Guard representative in all the years that he was there, um, one of the only World War II veterans uh in attendance and um they were very thrilled to have him and we were very proud to to have him um as you know our family member and and be representing um butler invited him back uh in 2006 and 2007 when neither my sister uh, nor i were uh, at the school Uh, they they wanted him to be there they wanted to celebrate him and and to be able to to have that recognition and so he was happy to go back and when I was graduating, he, he wanted to give a speech and give a, a, a brief, um, you know, few remarks about thanking Butler for their hospitality and for, for caring for him and all the veterans that they do at, the, at their program and uh, letting everyone know that it would be his last one since I was graduating. He didn't want to, to continue that uh, without, you know, one of the family members there in attendance. So um, it was nice. It was always, um, it was always great to to be able to walk with him and have him celebrated and uh, think about him and, and all the other veterans in my family or in, and in my life that I know um, regularly. So that's, that's mine. And uh, I'll just do a couple of brief ones. My dad was in the Navy, was in the Navy for a very, very, very long time. Was in World War II. 
and was actually, of, of all places, was in Reykjavik, Iceland, hmm. when the J- Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor. Hmm. They were up there scouting and trying to spy on German submarines when the news came around. So they were sent immediately from Reykjavik, Iceland to Honolulu. That's a, How do you get there? Yeah. How do you get there, for goodness sakes? Well, you got to go through the Panama Canal. And he claims, and he claimed to the day he died, well, not to the day he died, but for a long time, that some of the fair-haired boys that were on the boat, due to the climate change from the coldness of Reykjavik to the extreme heat of the Panama Canal, lost all their hair bodily hair, facial hair, hair on their head, other places, but only the fair-haired kids did. Whether that's true or not, I have no idea, but he claimed to this day that's what happened. He had darker hair, so it didn't happen to him. My second favorite story is, real quick, and then we'll move on with it, is that uh, they were taking islands one by one in the South Pacific in the war. And he said that, that sometimes they would get a camera crew on advance to watch the boats come in ashore to a various island if they felt it was safe and they could do that. He said in one instance where they were doing that, the camera crew was out there getting ready to watch them come ashore and stuff like that. And Japanese came streaming out of the woods, laid down their weapons, and surrendered to the camera crew before the boats even got to the base, to the shore. Fun stories, like all our veterans, you know. He was proud of what he did. Would he do it again? Yes, he would. And I, w- I certainly agree with him. I would, too. What else we got, Daryl? Any interesting Veterans Day stories you can share with us? Um, I don't have any stories, but I do want to shout out my grandpa for his service. I did just send him a text as well. So hopefully he sees that, and hopefully he's doing something that he likes to do today. Um, it's just a one of the hardest jobs there is, and I appreciate anybody who dedicates their life to doing that. Yeah, it's not for everybody, but it's certainly appreciated. Uh, Jeff, anything on your side? Uh, uh, nothing particularly Veterans Day related. My father did serve in the Army for uh, a period of time. It wasn't career, but he did for several years. Uh, he served during the Vietnam War, but got sent to Germany. So, you know, that's nice. Um you know, he had plenty of stories of his time in the army and, and friends that he made there, but uh, nothing particularly outstanding as far as uh, a Veterans Day remembrance would be concerned. Now your dad could tell some great stories. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. But uh, hey, that's already got us to the witching hour here at 12 o'clock. So hope that everybody's enjoyed listening to the show today and certainly get out and support. U of L Women's Athletics when you can. And hey, you might even run into one of us out there. What do you think about that? Until next week, everybody have a great one and go cards. Thanks for listening to the Cardinal Couple Radio Hour. If you liked what you heard, please feel free to give us a rating or review and subscribe to the show in your podcast player of choice. We're available on all of the major podcast players. And be sure to check out the site at cardinalcouple.com for the daily column bringing you the joy and excitement of mobile women's athletics. Mm-hmm.